Welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. This is an in-person episode. I know. Um, I'm surprised I'm here, um, but it's wonderful. <laughs> Ellen, ladies and gentlemen, Ellen is on my couch. <laughs> if you're watching this episode, we look hilarious. We look like real podcasters sitting on a couch being like, yeah, man, we're going places. We got this podcast. Everyone's going to gonna sponsor us, you know. We're recording it out of Anna's apartment. Mm-hmm. It's real legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do hope we get to move to a studio one day. I feel like I'd kill in a studio, you know. I'd love a studio. Yeah, it'll happen. I, I think it could happen. Anyway, um, welcome back to the pod. We're going to do an episode of just us and you. Uh, we had some listeners submit some voicemails, some emails, some stories. Um, I really want to grow that portion of this. I really, really do. We got a phone number, I should say, up top. Ellen Ellen got us a phone number. We have a phone number. We are on the map. We have a phone number. So if you ever wanted to like you know, be a part of the podcast, but you can't necessarily record when we're recording or whatnot. Uh, we would love for you to leave us voicemail. You can just leave a voicemail. You don't have to say your name or anything. You can just, I can give you an example. I want the kinds of voicemails that like you would never be able to do in real life. You know what I mean? Like if you were like, dear Anna, I would like to say this to my boss. Fuck, fuck you. I hate you. Um, this is the safe space for you to do that. You don't even have to reveal who you are. We will have no record of it. It's honestly just a, you know, a place for you to air out whatever. But you could also say nice things. You could say nice things. Yeah. You could just tell us like weird things that have happened at your job recently yeah. or like interview stories. Holidays are coming up. Maybe you have a holiday party if your company is doing that again. I don't know. Or they're doing a Zoom holiday party. I have no idea how people are celebrating this year um but yeah. yeah i love that i love interview stories i have so many interview stories all this all the bullshit uh that you feel like saying this is the place for you to say it um so i'll just say the number right now okay if anyone wants to write this down on a piece of paper <laughs> so old school nine two nine two seven four four eight three seven give us a call it's going to ring. It's going to ask for your name and then it's going to ring like five times and then you'll be able to leave a voice. Wait message. for it, though. That's how phones used to work. You got to wait for that ring. You got to yeah. wait for that voicemail. I never had a voicemail, like aside from cell phones. Did you ever have like a... I never had my own answering machine. Answering no. machine. I was like, yeah. what was it called? <laughs> what was it called before voicemail? <laughs> I'm so young. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, no, I never had... I don't even think my house, we had one. Uh, my mom, my parents definitely had one. Really? Yeah. Did you have like a cute like? Did was it like? Um, Hi, you've reached so and so. Yeah, wow. you've reached the Burks. Yeah, um, something like that. Cute. I think maybe my brother probably tried to do something like cool and like he like uploaded a he like played a song on the, on the voice right mail machine voicemail machine oh wow the voicemail machine <laughs> listen we're too young and you know so innocent. young I've it's hard never to remember heard of an answering machine before <laughs> um we never had one and honestly i think that's because my dad doesn't even check his voicemail now like if you leave him a voicemail he like is bothered by that he doesn't like the notification he'll tell me don't leave me voicemails i don't want to check these um what is up really with that nice man actually you guys my dad uh. hmm. 
He just uh, wants to talk to you directly. I mean, I think that's actually kind of beautiful. I, I don't know. Or it's just more work for him to have to fucking like listen to a voicemail, call you back. Yeah. I kind of agree with him, to be honest. I think. Well, you do have the same birthday, so that makes sense. Yeah. So we are twins. We have all the same mm-hmm, mm-hmm. interests and such. Um, <clears throat> so you're a mean man. <laughs> I'm a mean man. But yeah, I mean, I think like. I get a little bit like scared when I get a voicemail like who has had so much time on their hands that they had to leave a whole ass message for me right now. Well, they can just send a text message. Absolutely. Oh, they can text this number too, right? You can text the number. <laughs> if you feel like Ellen just someone said, randomly why texted would I leave a whole fucking voice. Someone randomly texted hi. If that was you, um, I tried to start a conversation with you, but you just said hi again. So I don't know what. Maybe they're testing if it's real. Some people didn't think it was real, but like. A lot of podcasts, I think, have phone numbers. Yeah, tons. We had one at HQ Trivia, mm-hmm. which was fun. That was fun. I remember that. Um, we also have an email. If you prefer to email us a story, if you have any funny work stories, any you know poignant moments that you've had, whatever we've said, uh, email us at theunemployedteam at gmail.com. Theunemployedteam, as in baseball team, at gmail.com. Super easy. The team, as in us. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> Um, right now we're eating soup while we record, which I, I mm. imagine is probably not good for audio, but good for the soul. You know? Wow. Slurp, slurp. <sighs> I I made two soups today. I honestly think this is like my calling. You know what I mean? I made a broth and then You're really good at it, so I understand. Thank you. This was Why a quickie. This was a quickie. Uh I made this tomato bell pepper uh pureed soup. It could it's be pureed a little more. Um and it was because I roasted too many vegetables for this other soup. <laughs> I'm boring you guys with my soup life, but <laughs> I, uh, yeah, and I just like made it. I don't know. I'm obsessed. I mm. like wish I had a gallon of it to drink. Wow. Yeah. I'm really happy she likes it. I was like, Ellen's coming over. You know what? I'll just make this. It'll be vegetarian. I know you don't do meat. I don't do meat, folks. And you don't even do chicken broth. I don't, but sometimes it sneaks into my food and I don't notice it. And I'm, yeah. I don't really have an issue with that. Like no. places sometimes make rice with it and stuff. Yeah. Or if there's like fish sauce and something, I'll be like, whatever. I'm not that kind of vegetarian where I'm like, oh no, yeah. I'll have to like, I don't know, take a supplement. Slice, <laughs> slice like your tongue would, off. <laughs> like I'll have to vomit this out or something. No, God, no. That's not Okay. I don't oh my know. god! I don't know if people do that, but I wouldn't. Mm-mm. Um, how's work been for you? I haven't seen you in person. This is really weird. Your hair looks great. You guys definitely get on the Patreon. I'm gonna put this on Patreon, and you can see us sitting on my couch being real cute. Yeah, work has been kind of boring. So um, I cut my hair. No, <laughs> I've been growing up my hair for a really long time, as I think many people did during the pandemic. And I finally thought it was time for a lob. Wow, a lob. It's a yeah. good lob. Did you donate it or anything? Did you have that much hair to cut off or no? Who do you think I am? I don't know. I'm not a, donating a, my a hair. Saint. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you even have enough hair to donate. Do you really. color your hair? Um, no. Because then you can donate it. If you color your hair, you can't. Well, it's too late now. That hair is long gone. It's in the trash. It's in a dumpster somewhere. <sighs> it could be on a wig. <laughs> Maybe next time. Well, next time I'll tell them. It's going to take me at least another two years to grow out to where it was, though. Do you like to do that? Will you grow it out again or will you keep this length for a while and like kind of? It looks really know. good. I kind of just go with the flow, you know? Wow. Okay. Okay. But I really like how it looks now. So 
I don't like to change too much about my hair. That's uh, just me. Uh, it's try change something that works. You Ellen, know? I love that you're looking at yourself. So I'm trying to not look at ourselves, but you're. I'm you're looking into- at you. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll look at you. This is too. Confusing. But now I'm looking at myself. It's too confusing, guys. Anyway, we're here in person again. This is in person. If it sounds a little different, guess what? It's a little different. It's a little different for us. It's so funny. We've gotten so accustomed to being over Zoom for everything. But like, am I going to be weird in an audition? Like, I haven't been to an in-person audition yet. Yeah. You know? It'll be weird. It'll be weird, but it'll probably feel great because the Zoom ones don't feel great. (laughs) Right. I mean, you'll have like better human interaction, I think, in person. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been getting a lot of auditions? You've been doing like a lot of uh, submission? Oh, my God. I did did more auditions last week than I've done in months, like in one week. It was so many. Business is booming. Business is booming. I did a lot of work for free, so I better (laughs) book some of them. It's so much work. It's so much work to set up, you know, and I'm not complaining like that I'm getting them. I'm just, you know, it's it's a lot to do remotely, like to set up your voice studio and then to set up a taping studio. Uh, You know, I have two rooms. It's really, uh, it's it's a lot. Yeah. And I'll like, I'll do it like, oh, I have three auditions today, so I have to like, that I have to get done today. So I'll, I'll, we'll set up the, the studio and we'll like we'll tape and then I'll do like the afternoon I'll do in my closet for voice stuff like You're using every single inch of your apartment we are yeah that's pretty impressive I can't think of a place we don't use you know maybe that nope that corner is full of fucking I don't know audio equipment uh, yeah um, I helped a friend self self tape I helped a friend tape an audition at my apartment and it was so hard because I don't have a single wall that's just like white yeah so it was kind of impossible. It was like, well, I guess there's going to be like shit. Yeah. I mean, you do what you can, everywhere. you know, I hope people are casting people at least understand, but they, they better also I pop up a, like a screen, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like we, I mean, I like close the curtains and that was sort of the backdrop, yeah. but like you could still see my like couch and <laughs> I'm going to say your cat, <laughs> and my, cat my cat might have popped in. Who knows? Yeah. It's hard, but it's also like, it's funny because do you feel this pressure now when I, I have to be places, if I have to be places, like even things I elect to do, like getting into the city or like getting to a show that's not in my walking area area of Brooklyn like everything feels like stressful like absolutely more than usual so I'm like stop complaining about fucking popping open a blue screen and taping yourself imagine having to be at an audition at 11 a.m tomorrow in the city I have definitely gotten kind of I don't know like snobby about transportation recently Mm. I feel like before the pandemic I took public transportation everywhere I had no second thoughts about it I was just like yeah bus train what a bike um yeah. but now i take a lot more ubers mm. and um, i drive everywhere yeah everywhere you have a car yeah which is nice but um, i got snobby too i was like fuck that I'm i just kind gonna... of don't like being on the train anymore yeah i had a scary train moment the other day <gasps> what happened um i got on the train and this guy who was a little bit uh, not having a good day, he came on and he started screaming, everybody get off the train, everybody get off the train. And everyone was just like minding their own business because like that happens right, a lot, in New York, random yeah, shit like that. Do that. But then he came over and he sat like basically right next to me. No. And I was like terrified something would happen because he seemed angry. So I was just minding my own business. I was getting off the next stop anyway. Mm. 
And then I got up to get off the next stop and he got up and followed me to the door. No. And then he screamed, fuck everything. And I like jumped a little because I was like, what's happening? Right. (laughs) But he stayed on the train and I got off and he just wanted to give you a finale or something. He was like, let me let me freak this girl out before she gets off. He definitely scared me a bit. I'm Um, sorry. That sucks. I mean, it was okay. It was just like the adrenaline rush was just like, am I going to have to like duck a punch or something? (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen next. Can I admit something to you and all of our listeners? Guys, I have not taken a train since March 2020. <gasps> You're kidding me. I haven't taken a single subway. And I think that's why I really enjoy New what York What are you, right a sex now. in the city character? You know, times have changed. And I, it became a thing. Like, I know people are taking trains and like, that's, you know, that's your story. And people have had other small stories, but like nothing crazy. Like before the time, in the before times, I, I didn't take it for so long. And then when people started taking him again, I was like, I don't want to take a train. I don't want to take a train. I don't even like, you know, I mean, I wasn't eating in restaurants. I wasn't doing like, why would I get on the subway? That's like the grossest place even before the pandemic. And then I don't know. And then we got the car and I literally my brain is like, why would you why would you not drive anywhere now? And I've learned this is expensive. It is. But it's honestly it is. I'm I'm paying car payments, so I'm not paying for a train pass, you know. I can't afford both. (laughs) It's a different story if you own a car. For me, I should not be taking cars everywhere. I should really be taking the train. (laughs) Well, you have a job. But true. I do. That's literally what goes through my head every time I call the car. I'm like, well, I have a job. So I'm driving around everywhere and I'm like, "Mm, let me get a spot at this lot for $30 an hour. And I'm like, I don't have a job today, but I'm still going to do yeah, but I'm an old lady now. Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a different kind of life having a car in New York. I I love it. I should probably just live in California because I do drive everywhere. But I don't know. I just I'm I'm enjoying it. I uh, you know I don't miss the commute. I think I hated New York after a while because of it. Like, mm-hmm. and you know I hate being in traffic and I hate you know the parking situation can be stressful sometimes. But yeah, I find it ten times better to be stressed alone mm-hmm. in my car you know sounds nice listening to Sirius XM sipping on a drink yeah. you know eating candy rather than uh, stuck underground on a train where yeah. I want to actually die you probably don't get all sweaty in your car either no you can control the temperature yeah. it's nice <laughs> I feel like I'm always like I'm I'm not wearing the right thing like yeah. it's cold outside but then like when you're underground waiting for the train it's like really hot and then yeah. you get on the train and like it's either hot or really cold. Yeah. And you're just a mess. Part of me thinks like I'm still like I did. I, did, I do well. You know, I do well being like unemployed and at home. That's why I started this podcast. That's why I started the show before. But uh, part of me feels like I it's now like a test to myself. Like if I get on a train like I'm back, like New York is back. Anna's back in New York. And I am still riding this like mysterious life high. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's it's now it's just like a principle. I know I'd be fine if I took a train to like fucking, you know, Union Square. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, remember Union Square? Are, there are places I don't go to often too because I'm like, you don't uh, need to. You don't, I don't need, need to. to. I don't need to. You're right. There's a what? There's a Whole Foods in Union Square. What do you got a Whole Foods like down the block? That's true. I don't need anything. I have everything. There's nothing. I need here. There's nothing in in a Union Square that we need. 
No. Um, so anyway, we wanted to, you know, open this up to you, uh, to the listeners to be, I want to know why people even listen to this podcast. Like hopefully you enjoy people's stories on how they got to where they got to. Um, Ellen's playing with buttons. So yeah. I'm just turning down the volume on my headphones cause mm. they're kind of loud. Um, and, uh, and I love, love hearing everybody else's stories. Right. Don't you? We I had do some good stories lately. I mean, not lately on the last episode that we did this, we did this once more, uh, once before where we took listener submitted stories. So I wanted to pull up a story that we were emailed, uh, which I love because then I get to read it, you know, and, uh, and you can do this completely, completely anonymous. You know, we're not here to expose anyone. I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable. Like, Mm-mm. I just want this to be a safe place for you to like, talk about work and no work if you're unemployed too i mean god i'd love to help you out i'd love to chat with you um so we got this email actually in august i am so sorry uh to this person because, and i'm going to email them and let them know that it'll be on this episode when it happens when it comes out but it was a really uh detailed email i should say which i appreciate and love mm-hmm. um we picked our highlights so we asked if people had anything they wanted to say to their bosses. Um, have you ever, I mean, I imagine you have had bosses you want to fucking talk to, you know? Yeah. I'm pretty like <laughs> non-confrontational, no, but not. if I was a different person, sure. Yeah. I, I just wrote that pilot that I said on the last episode about, uh, murdering, uh, one of my old, uh, yeah. restaurant managers, which you know what? I didn't speak to him directly, but like it came in, it came out through my art, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's the first to go. Um, So anyway, this person emailed us uh, about a job that they had. They no longer work there, but they gave us a list of eight different uh, paragraphs of of things they would wish they could say to their former boss. And we picked our highlights. We picked four of them that I really, you know, connected with. So we're going to read them and chat about them. So hi, unemployed team. Here is a hopefully SparkNotes version of what I'd tell my old boss in as close to an outline format as possible. For context, this is an o- for an owner of an escape room in Southern California. I'm already obsessed because I, I don't know escape rooms, but I know the culture and people are really into them, right? They're- I've never done one, but yeah, people are like obsessed. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Saw. I imagine it's like that, but not, you know, you don't die. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's scary though, right? It's more just like a puzzle, but mm. it's like a whole room that you have to work with got it well if i went to one i hope it's like saw you know what i mean like the, you, okay i love saw not for me nothing um okay so they worked at this escape room in southern california if you're there maybe you guys can guess which one okay so here's one of the things they want to say to their boss don't make your employees feel like your business is more important than their education you have asked your employees to skip master's level classes before whoa to skip classes like they're in a master's program you have told Mm -hmm. your employees you'd rather hire someone with real world experience over someone with a school-based education okay i'm not Mm -hmm. gonna lie i might agree with that except as you're telling us our education doesn't matter you're touting that you have a college degree in sales and marketing which is from the very late 1990s or very early 2000s (laughs) i love that this person is like so you're old as fuck one year old (laughs) so you value your education but not ours yeah i mean that's pretty 
effed up. Yeah, that's unfortunate because it, even if they don't necessarily, it doesn't sound like they came out and said like, your education doesn't matter. I don't think they're pointing a finger and saying that, but the fact that your employee feels this way sucks, right? Like it's definitely pointing towards something that you're doing to make them feel this way. If you're saying, hey, skip these master's classes that you're paying for because it's more important to work in this. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. I'd say there are two Escape things going room. on here. That's messed up. Don't ask someone to miss their master's classes for a, an hourly position at an escape room, right? Um, As someone who like val- says they like <laughs> value education. Yeah. Because, I mean, they've had well, multiple they degrees. Life experience over it. So what if you're like, honestly, this makes me think if I was like, hey, listen, I'm going to go sell some weed um, because I'm making extra money doing that on the side. Uh, do you? He'd probably be like, OK, as long as you're not going to a master's program. Well, fuck the education system. Actually, now I'd like to like ask this boss, like, so if you value real world shit more than... Um, going to school, then why did you get multiple degrees? Right. Or why did you hire educated people who you're putting down? Right. Because you hi- they hired this person who has a degree. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? I really I, I don't like this because I see your struggle um, and I feel for you. But I also wouldn't take it personally because I do think that hopefully your degree will help you in other areas of your life. And this is just a bullshit person who, you know, doesn't have the right priorities straight. Um, I will also say if you don't have the degrees, if you aren't in a master's program, don't worry about it. I do think real world experience will get you far in life, actually. Having yeah. gone to college and what I do now, I'm like, actually. It depends on what you're studying. I think. Yeah. If you want to be like a scientist, like, yeah, you probably sure. need that degree. Um, if you want to be a comedian, I would start, you know, at 10 You don't years need old. a degree. Yeah, yeah, no, you really don't. Um, you know, and here I am. <laughs> many, many dollars later. Um, all right. We're going to move on to the next one. I like this. Providing one location for don one providing on location donuts and or coffee every week on your own money because you're so generous and are always there and calling them the A team but not approving it for the other locations and calling the other team the A team in front of them surely doesn't motivate anyone to do their best or feel like they're valued. Okay, so this is I, I'm taking this as this is like a franchise. There's a couple of escape mm-hmm. rooms. That's what it sounds like the one that he works at physically is the A-team and they got donuts and coffee but that's because they're the A-team and all the other places are just peasants and they, you know, yeah, they're get, not get their own coffee in the morning. <laughs> they're not doing they're not doing A-team stuff. Right. They don't deserve coffee and donuts. Well, that sucks. To put a hierarchy in where it doesn't need to be is no, shitty. It doesn't make anyone feel good about working there. I don't no. think it really motivates people. No, and it's is it like unless like yeah, no, I don't think it helps, especially the fact that the other stores know it. Like if I didn't know it, you know, if I didn't see it, if I didn't know it, big deal. I get my own coffee before work. Right. But if I have to show up at work and they're like Skyping in on a meeting or they're like calling over, and they're like, I'm sorry, we're just we're just having all of our donuts and coffee. Oh. I'd be pretty fucking if mad. If it was me, I would not. It wouldn't motivate me at all. It would, in fact, make me, yeah, want to work there less mm-hmm. because I hate that sort of competition. Maybe if you give everybody coffee and donuts, everybody will be happy and therefore do a better job. Yeah. And let me tell you, coffee and donuts do make people happy. At my old day job, I did croissant Mondays, bagel Fridays. Make it a fun day. You know what I mean? (laughs) And let everybody in on it. And then everybody's happy. Uh Carbs help the workplace. (laughs) 
quote me on that. Carbs shape our work environment. I believe it. Yeah. Um, all right. We got two more here. Here we go. This is a longer one. When you have employees that are much more well-versed in the industry. <clears throat> I'm choking. Here we go. When you have employees that are much more well-versed in the industry and know much more about the competition than you, please take their advice, opinions, and recommendations. Amen. I'm clapping for you. Snapping for you. They're, they are trying to help your company succeed in a quickly evolving market and your ego and background in sales and marketing are in the way. Sometimes other people have good ideas too. Oh, and if you're going to eventually use someone's idea, give them credit. Yeah, amen. I mean, you can't ask for more. On several instances, my ideas were used months after offering them, but you took credit because you thought of it yourself one day. So I stopped giving ideas, but did they help your company? They sure did. Use your employee strengths to help you. I love this one. This is so important. Very relatable. Right? For any, no matter what industry you're in, I feel like if you work somewhere for a while, you're going to experience, you know, the whole job on like a lot of different levels. You're going to start to see what is exciting, what's not, especially in a business like this. this is like an entertainment kind of thing. And obviously this person knows what other uh, escape room companies are doing and they're just trying to keep up. They're just trying to be on top of it. And for bosses to have that fucking... I've had so many jobs where the boss has the ego. And they're like, thank you so much for your ideas, but like, we'll stick to our plan. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. And then, and then they use your ideas? I mean, no. That's the worst when they're like, I, mm, I think we know what we're doing, but thank you for your idea. And then they use your idea? No. It's like, mm. That's backstabbing. It is. It feels terrible. Yeah. And that's happened, especially in creative places, you know, because I feel like if they have that position over you, they can use your ideas. Like it sucks. I remember like a lot of gigs I'll get or whatever, like, you know, my agents always like, be careful what you give them because like you will sign paperwork where they can use your ideas and not give you credit. So make sure you have that cleared up like beforehand. Yeah. And also keep that in mind when you're working at these places too. Don't give them everything, Mm -hmm. you know, keep some of that stuff for yourself. It's like, if they're not going to really like, if it's not going to further your career, maybe it's not worth it. Yeah. And it's a respect thing. If they're disrespecting you, like don't give them more. I don't know. It sounds like a, I'm like, sounds like a relationship, but it it really is. It's like, don't, don't give them all the goods if they're not giving it back to you. Jobs are definitely like a form of a relationship Mm -hmm. that you always want to break up with. Yeah, that's like always dysfunctional. <laughs> um, I'm sorry that this happened to you, though. This has happened to me. I've had tweets, you know, like uh, like reposted on Instagram and shit like that that have been like where I don't get credit or, you know, you don't get pay- not even payment. Just just tag your name or something. So I um, I empathize with all of this. I feel like it sucks to feel like you're doing well at something or giving someone good ideas and then getting nothing in return. Um Karma's a bitch. That reminds me, I made a TikTok today. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do many TikToks where I like mouth, mouth the words to something. Yeah. But I came across like a Fran Leibowitz video. Okay. And so I did that. Nice. And I was, after I was I done, I would it. be like, it'd be so funny if somebody thought this was like actually me. <laughs> <laughs> I did a video. I lip synced the VIP list one. And I think people actually think it's me because it could easily be me. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's not me. I I just memorized this whole fucking thing. It's not me. Oh, man. Anyway, I say keep your ideas to yourself unless they are 
very accepting, very nice. They're going to compensate you. They're going to give you credit. And uh, uh, otherwise, you know what? Take them to your next job. Take your ideas to the next place. Okay. Um, The last one. This one's a little long too, but I love it. For the love of all that is remotely good in this world, please, please only own a business in an industry where you, the owner, are passionate. You are clearly very passionate about making money, but not passionate about creating a quality product because you don't understand what the clientele wants. Your products are mediocre at best and quite often leave players wanting more, not in a good way. You saw the industry as the new it thing and dove in. You started with a mediocre product and have not improved much in the six years the company has been open. Yet you're confused how other companies are doing better. You don't even play the games your development team creates, so you don't even know your own product. I fully believe the reason you are not doing as great as you think you should be is because you are not passionate enough about the industry. I mean... That's a lot of businesses, unfortunately, but you got to know your own product. You really do. I think the most successful businesses, like whoever owns, if the person who owns it can hop into any position on the team, right? I mean, we say that on shoots, like if you're an executive producer, you should have enough skills to, to be able to lightly edit, to be able to direct, to be able to get on camera, like, or at least understand what they need to do. Because like, yeah. I don't know how to like light something beautifully necessarily, right. but like, but I know, know what, what they need look to look like. Yeah. And I know like them, like the amount of time, it takes to do that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. You know? know all the different facets of your job. I completely agree with that. And I love that you're saying it's passion. You know, they have to be passionate enough. I think education and passion are like kind of like fused together. Like know what it, everybody's position, you know, what it takes to build your product um, and be open to the like to the ideas. This is kind of relating to the one before. Be open to everybody's input on like how to make it better because everyone wants to make it better. If you're going in every day to work on something like you want it to be the best it can be. I I imagine like, yeah, I don't know, but it sounds like they, you know, they found a fad. They were like, Oh, escape rooms are so in like, I should, I should get a business going, you know, Um, should I start an escape room? Honestly, maybe. (laughs) Is this inspiring you too? I don't know. Is this like lucrative? (laughs) Should Mm. I, could this be my money making, uh, thing it sounds like ellen is this boss you've convinced me i'm starting uh, i'm starting but i hear what you're saying it feels like this person just wanted money and uh unfortunately a lot of people just want money me included um (laughs) (laughs) hey me too no but i get it i get it because yeah you want them to be wanting to grow as much as their employees want to grow right um I, I agree with that. I feel hey. bad. I feel like this was a shitty environment. And this is a shitty boss. And you really gave it to them in a constructive way when you could have said some nasty shit in an email to me. I don't know who these people are. Yeah. Well, also, I think like if you're that type of boss who's like, I'm just here to be like the boss and not really like care about things that much. Mm-hmm. Maybe like hire someone to be like what's it called like your cfo or like like um, coo cfo yeah like C-F-O some all someone <laughs> someone under slightly underneath you but who actually yeah knows who, what they're doing the industry yeah. yeah who's that's that's true who you can trust to like take your company to the next level if you don't necessarily know all the ins and outs i think that's really smart and of course you're going to be spending more money on like somebody else's salary but but it'll pay off yeah it'll come back yeah Yeah. you'll get it back um and then they said i haven't worked for this company since october 2020 
God bless. There's a lot more I could say, but these were the ones that stick in my mind the most when I think of this company. Um, I hope any of these are something you're looking for. XOXO Gossip Girl. First of all, Gossip Girl, I love you so much. And I appreciate this email so, so much. I'm sorry it took so long for me to read it on air, but uh, I thought these points were really important and I felt sorry. And I bet a lot of people in no matter what industry they work in can relate to this because there are a lot of just like angry bosses there to make money, not there to take in any uh-huh. of your ideas, give you credit for the hard work that you're doing. Tale as old as time. Oh, it's so stressful. That's why we all need our own businesses, right? I think that's what I'm aiming at here. I want my own business. Um, that's why you can start your own website with Wix.com. Does See? Wix sponsor us or did you just get that? See what you could have done, Wix, right there? <laughs> they could. They Wix <laughs> Would love. Honestly, I bet you'd change a lot of places and people's lives with um, with the sponsorship here on Unemployed. Also, MeUndies, feeling great. Feeling good. Um, In my pants. All right, we have one more story. It's actually a voicemail. I'm very excited for this one. So uh-huh. what we're going to do is we're going to play the voicemail here for you, and then we are going to respond to it. Hey, Anna. Uh, as you know, I own a liquor store in Michigan, and while I love it, I have some annoying-ass customers. So just last night, this lady comes in. She's kind of the annoying customer who just takes her time, spends next to nothing but wants to take up all your time. Um, she comes in. She's not supposed to be drinking because her mom doesn't want her drinking. And it's kind of like a weird situation I'm in. And I don't want to sell her, but she's 50 years old, and I'm not supposed to be telling her no. So... It's just, I, I want her to get busted by her mom. Pretty soon I'm going to tell her mom that her daughter's drinking so that she beats her ass. Anyways, she comes in yesterday. She buys a half pint of Smirnoff. It's $3.40. She pays me in, like, mostly change. She has money, but she just doesn't want to put it on her credit card so her parents, her mom sees. Keep in mind, this is a 50-year-old. And she's been doing this a few times. She goes around the She leaves the store, and she... She reaches down her pants with her hand. I'm not lying. Her hand goes down her pants, like, really, really far. She hides her half pint in her, you know what, she fronts all the way down. And then I had a customer actually come around the corner and said, did that lady just put her hand down her pants? So I'm like, oh, now we have customers complaining. She did that because she didn't want her mom to see the half pint. And, you know, if you put in your coat or her bra, maybe it would be seen. So she actually hit it down her thing. So the next day, she came in later that day, and she wanted to buy another half pint. I told her off. I go, you can't be doing that. One, it's nasty. Two, nobody wants to see it. Three, there's kids outside. Four, I named a whole bunch of excuses. Today, she came back. Uh, she bought another one. She bought another half pint. And she actually went in the corner of my store. She thought I meant she couldn't do it outside. But now she's saying that we could do it. Her stupid-ass mind thought that she could put her hands down her pants so everyone could see and hide a half pint down in her snatch. Oh, excuse my language. So I had to tell her off again. And she goes, well, it's a free country. She, like, thought she was a freaking lawyer at this point. And I'm like, I don't want to do, I don't want to deal with you no more. She just called later. She said, I'm sorry. You know, I can't, I'm not supposed to be drinking. I'm going to try to cut it off. I just keep thinking to myself, what the fuck am I doing in my life? I'm enforcing, I'm enforcing 50 year old ladies not to fucking expose themselves. 
I want a fucking liquor store. I went to college. I have two college degrees. I'm doing this stupid shit. Anyways, I have a new story every day, so I will call you back with my next story. Bye-bye. Wow. First of all, I want to thank that person for calling in. Um, I actually met that person uh, live on the app that I work on airtime. Um, really wonderful person. And so and I'm sure he has a billion stories like this. I mean, he said I have more stories. I'll call next time. I love hearing these kinds of stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd imagine working in a liquor store, you get you see some shit. You see a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this one, I mean, what's sad is like, there are a lot of people who have problems with alcohol. And it sounds like this woman clearly is an alcoholic. And is because yeah. once you're trying to hide it from family members who don't want you to drink and all that, like, you know, it's not it's not on you if someone who comes to your liquor store has a problem, right? I think you're not, you're running a business. It's not necessarily, it's not your personal problem. Like, you know, the same could be told, like when I worked in restaurants, I don't know who has a drinking problem and whatnot. Like if they're ordering a drink with me and I'm bartending, I'm going to serve them a drink. They're sitting, sitting, if they're of age, they're at the bar. Like, yeah, that's kind of the thing. It's, it's really not your business. What people are doing with the product that you're selling them it's just your job to sell that. Yeah. If they're of the legal drinking age, there's really nothing you can do past selling it. Yeah. And I think you're a very sweet person. So you probably do have regulars and connect with your customers. And I think that's great when you're a business owner, but don't, you know, don't let it get to you. Like don't stress out about uh, people who are coming in and, you know, and drinking when they shouldn't be. But on the other side, this person was, putting alcohol down their pants right up right down those pants <laughs> and bothering other customers that's when you can say yeah get the hell out of here i yeah, mean i think that kind of territory is where you're like well maybe this person is banned from the store if you want to go that, yeah that if they're hard. disrespecting your customer other customers and at your place of work you know and and being inappropriate you mm-hmm. have all, i think all the right to be like i'm not yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna let you shop here i don't know i'm sure if the guys at the natural wine store saw me putting a bottle down my pants i would not be allowed back in there <laughs> after that so. oh, i'm sure mine would be like <laughs> put a picture on the door that's like <laughs> do not let this woman in yeah ellen's not allowed back into this wine shop um she went hard on that orange wine last yeah, month that- she really shoved a couple bottles down her <laughs> jeans oh sorry i forgot my tote bag so but i can just put them in here Uh, oh my god but it sounds like you had a personal relationship with this you know family because you know about the mom not wanting this person to drink and it sounds like this woman's 50 years old so the mom must be what like 70 or 80 i don't know like um that's a hard i understand feeling frustrated knowing their personal life but i also think like you gotta separate yourself you gotta yeah it sounds like you care about them yeah. In some way, which is nice to hear. But having, I, I agree, having a woman act inappropriately in your store, there's like two things happening here. It's like, because you said at the end, you know, I feel like I'm enforcing this behavior. Um, I mean, unfortunately, you own the store that sells alcohol. If this drunk person comes in, <laughs> puts alcohol down their pants, um, yeah, you, you are able to provide what they want, but, you know, they're an adult. Like, you know, they're going to act this way. You can kick them out. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I'd say just don't call the police. Or I'd say, yeah, film it, put it on TikTok and become a billionaire. Go viral. <laughs> no, not without their consent, you know. And there. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I, I'm making jokes about this, but I imagine it was a very stressful day for you to have other customers being like, what the fuck is this woman doing? Putting bottles down her pants in the store while I'm trying to like shop for Thanksgiving yeah, or yeah. <laughs> as someone who's lived in New York for 10 years though, I feel like I see stuff like that all the yeah. time and I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is normal. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, you see a lot of shit in New York city. So this did, didn't shock me completely. Right. Um, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of when I worked in uh, the jean store, when the man came in and exposed himself oh, to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> your only customer, my only customer <laughs> I ever had at this place showed me his dick and it was highly inappropriate and uncomfortable. I wasn't the owner of the business though. I wasn't, you know, I was just a, a college student who was trying to make some cash and I was just like, Oh my God, I'm going to get raped and murdered in this office in, in this jean store right now yeah not great great stuff yeah but i understand in the moment you're like how do i handle this situation like i don't i don't want to be a part of this you know (laughs) i didn't sign up for this i signed up to sell something which is exactly what you did um but don't give me the bullshit about i'm gonna call it bullshit that you oh i have a college i have two college degrees and like what am i doing with my life because i think it's very admirable to have your own business to have an entire liquor store and to have that kind of inventory like i think it's very cool yeah obviously you own a business because of those degrees yeah i helped you get there i think probably yeah you're able to manage like that you know that volume of product and money coming in and you have relationships with customers like you're a very cool person i imagine it's they like coming to your store because of you so Mm -hmm. i wouldn't put yourself down i think you're doing a really cool thing and you know what maybe you're at a point in your life where you want to do something new. Maybe that's why you're having these feelings. I don't think you should necessarily put down, you know, what you've done because you have, I know this person has a family, they support their family. They're able to, you know, take care of themselves and do nice things because they have this business. So, you know, that's cool. But, if you want to explore new things i mean you already know that you can run a business successfully so it could be a different type of business yeah you know or you could go and you know figure something else out that you want to do and have this business maybe hire some other people to help run your business while you go and explore new opportunities because you're young you're healthy you know life is short we live through a pandemic i think if you're feeling you know if you're having those moments where you're like what am i even doing with my life especially when you own a business because I think of that as like, damn, you did it. You like, you have a concrete store, like you own real estate and you own, I don't know if you own the real estate, but you know what I mean? You, you lease the space or whatever. Um, those are very adult moves. Like you obviously did some cool stuff and I bet it felt really cool to, to work there, you know, like at first I bet like, yeah. Um, but Yeah, I think be open to new opportunities. You're not stuck here forever. Nothing's permanent if you don't want it to be. Um, And you can still have this business. Like you were saying when we were saying earlier, you can get someone to help you run the business so you can go and fulfill your life. Totally. That's always an option. Right. And I love the story. And I'm actually curious what other stories. I'm actually curious what other types of things happen oh, at your business yeah um it's like it, it, i i imagine every day is an exciting day i mean maybe not every day but like you know at the restaurant even like every day there's something some weird shit would happen yeah, yeah. i used to have a customer a customer uh uh yeah i guess they're a customer, yeah, customer. um we weren't allowed to call them that you know what uh, i mean um, guest. a guest yeah and uh they brought their own tea kettle in 
uh-huh. at a fine dining restaurant. This is like a fucking four star restaurant in Boston. Make tea. <laughs> they they liked the tea from this specific tea kettle, so they would bring it in every time. And then finally, I remember my manager was like, uh, "Why don't you just like leave it here, or like we'll buy the same brand that you have or something?" Mm-hmm. Um, so we had their own tea kettle, like in a corner wow, of the kitchen, VIP. super VIP. But you know what? They came back, uh, you know, at least three times a week. I'm like every other day. Um, but I just thought that was so weird. I would never have the audacity to show up to a restaurant and be like. So I actually only drink tea out of my tea kettle. Uh, I don't trust what you yeah. do back there. Um, I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> but well, now that I do. Now, now she's bringing it in. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, there are, you know, the stories are endless. You got to take it with a grain of salt and just appreciate that you're healthy. You have a cool business. You know, maybe it's not what you want to be doing right now. So try and try and think about that try and grow that idea try and feel you know out what you want to be doing mm-hmm. that's my advice i hope that helps but i really loved the story i thought it was wild i thought it took me places and uh i feel bad for that woman who's really obviously struggling and should probably go to rehab yeah <laughs> that's what i gotta say but thanks for calling yeah um, you're like kind of our first voicemail so that was congrats yeah to you. yeah and i want more voicemails so please call them Oh my God. Speaking of voicemail, my mom calling me at the end of this episode. Um, call the voicemail. We're trying this out. It's a new kind of episode, a new format. We've never done this in person either. Ellen and I worked in person together every day for years yet today feels different. Um, but I love it. And, uh, I hope we get to do more of them. Oh, we will. We totally will. So yeah, again, I want to tell you, email us any of your work stories. It can be some wild story like we just had, or it could be, you know, a a weird interview story like you said before you know Mm -hmm. you had a bad interview or i don't know you had a bad boss you had a nice boss you miss an old job you want to manifest a job i got crystals here i'll manifest that job for you um anyway some spells for you yeah we'll cast a spell i want everyone to get the jobs all the jobs so contact us at the unemployed team at gmail.com or you can call us at ellen do you have that number? <laughs> I do. I didn't write it down. And she was like, yeah, for everyone who wants to write it down. I didn't even write it down. Here's it the number, text. folks. Okay. 929-274-4837. And if it's something you want to talk about back and forth, like, obviously, we still would love to have you call into the podcast. So let us know on the voicemail if you really want to talk to us in person and we will try and schedule that leave your email so we can uh yeah i'd say leave your email get in touch yeah because don't just send in a number because um it's just easier for us to contact you through email i think one thousand 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 percent because usually we record um our call-ins over zoom so we would have you zoom in yeah we're sending you like a link and stuff yeah yeah much easier to record you that way anyway uh this was fun did you have fun fun. on my couch eating soup uh i love it yeah please go listen to the other episodes you know we have amazing interviews with tons and tons of guests um you can find all of them wherever you listen to podcasts and if you can if you have a heart please uh uh, drop a little review, you know, say I I love this episode. Anna and Ellen took someone's voicemail and it was a wild story and it was great to listen to. Uh, you know, I just wrote a nice review for us. I should yeah. write that myself. Um, you know, but it helps so much. And if you want to watch us on my couch sipping soup, please check out patreon.com slash the unemployed podcast. And 
that's it until next time uh, I wish you well and uh, happy holidays I don't know when this episode's coming out but happy holidays some holiday it's gonna be near a holiday so happy holidays (laughs) (laughs) bye Right now, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody who has supported our Patreon. This is your shout out right here from me. Tons of love. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon, all of our videos go up there. Sometimes I just write fun things because I feel like it. And it's just a really nice way to support us at Unemployed. And, you know, so we can keep this thing going. We do it for nothing. We do it for fun. We do it for you to listen to. So definitely check out the Patreon. And right now, huge shout out to our patrons, Bill Horton, Chi of Steele, Danielle McCartney, Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, we got Joe Galati, Chris Arneson, Jordan Lucero, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, and Vic Terry. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to us, and I appreciate you, and I see you, and I love you.